What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. 24 question party people. 24 question party people. 24 question party people. 24 question party people. Hello and welcome to 24 question party people. I am your host, Yasi Salek. This is a show where I invite an interesting person on for a little talk. I ask the same 23 questions every time, more or less, plus one wild card. The guest is allowed to skip one question. Sometimes the questions change a little. Sometimes they don't, babe. It's a real mystery. You'll have to listen. Not a lot to report today, you guys, as I am practicing um, cultivating an air of mystery. I'm just kidding. I'm literally physically incapable of that, unfortunately. But um, it's just that this week, I, I don't think I have a lot to talk about. Um, in general, I guess I can tell you one thing. I heard an episode, I guess it was last week or the week before of the Huberman lab. I love that my podcast is just me telling you guys about another podcast. Um, but anyway, that's right. Free advertising for you, Andy Hubes. Anyway, his guest was this like very smart woman, Dr. K. Ty, and she was on to talk about emotions and social connection. It's a super interesting episode in general, but the part that really just slapped me right the fuck across the face, right in the mouth, babe, was this one little bit where Dr. K. Tai says that she spends one hour a week, one hour looking at social media and email. Both, babe. One hour for both. A week. A week. I would follow this woman to the ends of the earth, babe. Like, start a cult. I'll join. I've had fucking poor focus for a long time because, you know, I possess um, a cell phone. But ever since Lou got sick and then passed away, you're like, this bitch still talking about that? Just stick with me. 
ever since that all happened and I, my main form of self-soothing during that time was just, you know, four to six hours of uninterrupted TikTok viewing. Um, I've just basically completely broken my fucking brain. It's broken the dopamine center blown the fuck out. There's nothing left there, but dirt and debris and just like shrapnel, which is bits of little minutia about guitar rock bands from the nineties. Anyway, this is pretty bad for, um, my job where I have to learn, you know, a lot of information and then synthesize it, um, into a podcast. So yeah, so I am trying to be more like Dr. K Ty. <laughs> One hour a week is not doable for me, babe. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen, but I'm starting with trying two hours a day. Okay. That's a lie. I actually started trying last week, but I fully fucking failed. So I'm getting back on the horse this week. As we speak, my cellular telephone is in the other room and my Gmail tab, babe, it's closed, bitch. It's closed. I'm not a brain surgeon and I don't hold the nuclear code. So there's really no email that's going to come in that needs my immediate fucking attention. So yeah, I can check in twice a day. Um, anyways, I'll let you know if this one life hack is the one that finally fixes me. <laughs> Either way, I'm evolving, babe. In a sense, I'm grateful that my level of grief led me to completely abuse TikTok as well as buy about 400 things on Amazon. Um, the influencers really had my weak mind in the palm of their little gel manicured hands. Um, and I'm grateful it broke my brain because in many ways I feel like I'm rebuilding a new brain, a new self. I realize that sounds kind of dramatic and you, so what bitch, let me have, let me have a little flair for the dramatic over here. Let me live. I think it's just like evolving is never the result of some like la-di-da, beautiful, peaceful beach day or, or great meditation session. Although maybe what do I know? I just think it happens more after your guts are ripped out and then force fed back to you down your throat. You know what I mean? No salt. And I think that part of evolving is actually a little more grief because you have to grieve the loss of your former self. I mean, loss is not the right word because I don't think you ever really lose that self, right? You just absorb it like a Russian nesting doll type situation. Anyway, now you're like, what this bitch on about? I thought she had nothing to talk about. Again, incapable. Um, my guest today has a new album out. And you know what? Yeah, you guessed it. It's connected to what I've been talking about. Because for me, it really echoed back all these sentiments that I've been having. The whole Russian dollness of it all. The evolution and the loss and the grief and also the surrender that I think is necessary for any sort of transformation. Um, I think people think transformation happens through sheer force of will or like two hours a day of TikTok makeup tutorials. But really I do think it also happens through a certain amount of just like sheer surrender. Um, anyway, Chelsea Wolf's new album, she reaches out to she reaches out to she is incredible. And it really buoyed me in these tender feelings. Is that how you say that? Buoyed, buoyed, buoyed. You know what I'm talking about. The little ball that I hung on to in the water. Um, just like from rebuilding from this wreckage, like feeling like my new self was rescuing my old self from all that debris. Back on my fucking flare for drama over here. Anyways, all this is probably no surprise because Chelsea 
someone who actually has mastered the art of cultivating an air of mystery is definitely like a really special sort of artist. She's kind of a, she's kind of a witch. She's definitely tapped into the divine babe. I love her. Here's our talk. 24. You guys, I'm here with the iconic, the majestic, the mysterious Chelsea Wool. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. I'm so happy to have you. Um, it's interesting because it feels like we were just in conversation because we did a little event for your um, album pre-listening party. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so stoked to go deeper here with you. Thank you. Also, I feel like, am I pronouncing your, your name correctly? Yasi? Yasi? Babe, we've known each other for 10 years. I know, I'm just making <laughs> sure. I just, I was like suddenly questioning it and didn't want to be rude. It's been a decade. Um, You've been doing fine. This <laughs> now okay. you ask. <laughs> Yay. I know, really? Right. She's like, oh, yeah, Lord. I've been meaning to ask something for like about 11 years. <laughs> and it's, am I saying What's your name? What's your name? I have friends that don't say it right. And I honestly don't care. Because I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever. Okay. Whatever feels right to you. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry for that randomness right at the no, top, totally but fine. there we go. It was it was honestly adorable. Um well, you're here not just because we're old pals, but because you put out a fucking incredible new album. She reaches out to she reaches out to she. I've been listening to it a lot still since mm. I pre-listened to it for the event. It's so good. Thank you so much. That's bad. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to re uh, recycle what I said at the event, but you know, these people weren't there that it's just so like, I don't know, slinky sultry. Like, and mm-hmm. we talked about it. It has this like real trip hop energy. And you said to me, that's, that was Dave Sytex doing. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an influence on me as well. Trip hop yeah. and has been since I was like a teen. Totally. But once we got into the studio with Dave Sidek, it was like his kind of natural inclinations of, you know, playing something into a sampler and then playing it through the sampler again, and running things through his modular synths. It just kind of like lent itself to that sound. Yeah, It sounds so good. Also, of course, always a very beautiful PJ Harvey energy. It's possible that I just hear that like everywhere because I'm so PJ Harvey focused, but I heard it. And I like that. I mean, another like huge inspiration on me as a young person. So I'm sure she's in there for sure. She's incredible. Anyways, it is amazing the amount of times I've listened to that. Mm. Um, <laughs> it should be something where like someone does a wellness it. check when they're like, oh, are you on your like 600th uh, repeat stream of the liminal? Of the We're going to send yeah. someone to your house. That's really are funny. You okay. <laughs> um, oh, all right. God. Chelsea, let's dive in. Let's do the 24 okay. questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Do, do you feel prepared? Yeah. Okay. Number one, I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it in your words. And because I know you know you know the whole motherfucking chart, what's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio sun, a Pisces moon, and a Capricorn rising. I don't have the rest of it memorized, but I you know, have done my chart before, so I have yeah. it like stored somewhere to look at every once in a while. Totally. Only actually insane people have most of the rest of their chart memorized like myself. And I, should I wish not. I did. I'm not good at memorizing things. I weirdly am. and mm. But like kind of against my will, like I will pull shit out of my brain where I'm like, why do you know that? Why did you retain that information? Yeah, I'm envious of that actually. It's, you know, it, it picks <laughs> and chooses though. It's not really like up right. to me, which is kind of sad. 
Um, this is a very intense big three that you have. Mm-hmm. Has, has anyone told you that? <laughs> Actually, no one's ever really told me that, but it kind of has always just felt like that to me. Like all three of those signs carry a lot of weight, whether it's like water weight or earth weight. And so I just, I kind of feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a really great trio because like you said, Scorpio's water, but a fixed water sign. And then mm. Pisces is a water sign, but a mutable water sign. So you, and then Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign. So you have like all of the types represented. And also Capricorn is the sea goat. So it's like the most watery of the earth signs. Oh, that's true. Beautiful little bridge there. Um, Harold, I'm going to rattle off a few of the traits that are associated with these. And you tell me if you relate to them. The sun, which Mm -hmm. represents, I think, ego, right? And like motivations ambitious this is scorpio ambitious secretive intuitive jealous loyal into revenge (laughs) magnetic passionate and stubborn Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i I have all of those and it's like yeah well it's cool like learning as you get older that every sign has like a shadow side and a light side for lack of a better word i don't know what word to use there but um like a a highest self side and yeah exactly Yeah, yeah And trying to like learn to heal those shadow sides because like nobody wants to feel jealous and totally. things like that, you know, but it's like just there in everybody and especially yeah. Scorpios. So learning to overcome that was part of the healing process. Of life's work. That's why everyone hates Gemini so much because mm-hmm. um, Gemini's shadow expression is the worst of all this, in my oh, wow. personal opinion. And so okay. I think that's why they get such a bad rap. They don't, it's not right. a worse sign than anyone else. It's just, that shadows. Yeah. Nobody that. likes nobody likes it. Um Capricorn, interestingly, which is your rising, how we present and show up in the world, as we know, hardworking, ambitious. You have two ambitiouses, which is probably why you're a successful, <laughs> beloved, critically adored musician. Um again, loyal. Um, but also has an inner mischievous side. Because you mm. know, in, in the tarot, Capricorn is represented by the devil card. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And they say that over time, Capricorns are the ones that age backwards. Like the older Mm -hmm. they get, the more playful and mischievous they get because it's like an inner part of them. They start to let out more and more. Do you feel like you relate to that? Totally. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was really cool. I was like, okay, that that makes a lot of sense. And then obviously Pisces moon, Pisces, the artist placement, and then having it in the moon. Emotional. Mm -hmm. She's emotional. She's intuitive. For sure. She's yeah. maybe a little psychic. <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe a little tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, moody romantic artist. It's all it's all adding up to me personally. Yeah. Thanks for that. I like that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chelsea. Complete 180. Number two. It is 205 PM on the West Coast. What have you eaten today? Oh, I had <laughs> kind of funny. I, I don't know if you've ever been to this place in LA called Yuko Kitchen. Yuko Kitchen? No. Yeah, they they have this rice bowl that's like tofu, zucchini, chickpeas, rice, and like a sesame sauce. And um, where I live, like up in the mountains of Northern California, there's nothing that I could order like that. So learned to sort of recreate it. So I had leftovers of that today. Oh, delicious. Are you vegetarian, vegan? Um, the only thing I eat is eggs, which Got is kind it. of random, but it's just like you know, too one delicious. of those things. You can't <laughs> just one of those things I'm trying to like figure out i would like to be vegan but um yeah i'm not unfortunately eggs are really good for you don't give them up 
<laughs> I, want, I want you to have all the health benefits of eggs. They're, they're very full, <laughs> chock full of vitamins. Um, well, that sounds good. Number th- what it, what is like if you were like, okay, babe, we're going to order food tonight here in our rural mountain town. <laughs> what are the <laughs> options? Like, I'm sure there's like a Domino's. Not that you fuck with that, but. <laughs> oh, no, there's definitely like a pizza place. There's a lot of like, you know, meat options. Like you can mm. go get um, burgers and stuff like that. So I could definitely get a veggie burger, but that sure. gets old pretty fast. So yeah, end up making a lot of food at home. Yeah, I, can, I would be, I guess I don't order food that much, but I do like having the option. Mm-hmm, definitely. Sometimes you're just like, I want something disgusting that somebody else made. <laughs> Exactly. That's when I get dominoes on the horn. Um, <laughs> number three, Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf. Did you listen to music today? And if so, what was it? Yeah, I actually checked out the new Beyonce song, um, 16 oh, Carriages, sure. I believe yes. it's called. And it was really good. It is really good. I listened to it in the shower, which is like one of my favorite places to listen to music, oddly. Yeah, it's great. Myself also, because then I can sing um, in the privacy of mm. my shower where I somehow sound okay, even though I don't sound okay anywhere else because I cannot sing. But in there, I really am free to sing and it doesn't even bum myself out because it sounds, the shower does something to the, the acoustics yeah, that you're like, it's exactly. like, oh, okay, this is, this is acceptable. Bathrooms always have great acoustics. It's true. Yeah. We are recording this um, the day after the Super Bowl, the big Beyonce drop. So I didn't make it to that part of the telecast. Um, I sort of tapped out maybe like eight commercials after halftime. They started getting marginally worse and I was unable to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I heard, (laughs) I know I always like watch the clips of things afterwards for some reason. There were some, um, some pretty insane commercials and I believe that they were reinforcing my belief that religion is playing out a comeback because there was a really insane commercial for Jesus. That's right. And it was... (laughs) It's very odd. It really... People were talking shit on it, but low-key, I kind of liked it. It was like Mm. giving outsider art. It was absolutely Mm. made by CGI or something, like or like AI. (laughs) Like It was all Mm. these like different uh, people, one of which was washing the other's feet, but it was like very like you know, like woke, like, you know, the, Mm. I can't even remember, honestly, that was like a gay man having his feet washed by like a person that you would assume was homophobic. I truly, Jesse, I don't know if you remember who the, who the allegedly homophobic person was like a cop or something. I have no idea, but it was riveting. And Mm. I, yeah, I guess they used their money. Like I said, for the ads, the ad Mm. spend and didn't have any left for the creative. And there was also obviously a big commercial for Scientology Oh. There was just a lot of there was a lot of God happening, and I was like, "It's happening." Religion is oh, trying geez. to get back in the mainstream. Yeah, interesting. So, I feel like Jesus doesn't really need a commercial. Like, I feel like he's got a pretty great reputation. But um, I don't know, man. People, you know, people are a little anti-Jesus these days. I feel like or anti-organized mm-hmm. religion. I think because oh yeah, I guess in I guess in my head, I like separate Jesus the person right. character archetype from like religion itself personally. Yeah. But maybe a lot of people probably don't. Well, we'll see if that commercial moves the needle. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to test for that, like if it was worth their ad spend, but we'll yeah. see. Um, all right. Number four, Chelsea Wolf. What is the first song that made a meaningful impact on you as a child? My head always goes to Fleetwood Mac because 
that was, mm. you know, very much a highly played band in my, both of my households growing up after my parents divorced, especially at my dad's house. So I think of the chain actually, um, I talk about this a lot, but that live performance I did on MTV in yeah. 1997, I think it's called the dance, um, was like really influential to me as a, a young teen. And so, yeah, watching them and hearing them play the chain was like all these harmonies and the energy and the lyrics are just so good the drama stuck with me. <laughs> drama of course yeah i like that your parents were cool they were playing Fleetwood Mac around the house definitely had really great music taste both of my parents oh yeah mr and mrs wolf formerly known as it's so funny i don't think i've ever heard that said out loud before <laughs> Yeah, it made me laugh. I know so it's <laughs> it really funny. Um, okay, <laughs> number mm-hmm. five, Chelsea Wolf, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Wolf. What is the first <laughs> album you bought with your own money or shoplifted with your own two hands? Love that. Um, I don't know if it was like the very first, but the one that I think of is Jules Spirit. Oh my god, people do not talk enough about this motherfucking album. I agree. Please go off. We'll go yeah. off. It's so good. Well, no, I was just going to say, I, I just realized that the, um, I saw Joel posting about how there's the, it's the 25th anniversary <gasps> um, of that album. And that trips me out because that means I was like 15 and I'm 40 now. So it was a long ass time ago. But yeah. Yeah. My older sister turned me on to Joel and I was just really into it. And I feel like I just, she was one of my first like singer songwriter influences. And I still think that wreck is really good. Oh my God. My hands are small. I know but they're not yours. They are my own. (laughs) Fuck me up, bitch. Like still (laughs) to this day, I feel like it's time for like a jewel comeback, like a jewel essence. Don't you feel she was very talented. Yeah, I've seen some of her TikToks and she's, she's really funny. She has one that talks about like, um, when you're really tired and like your face quote unquote gives up. And you just have one of those days where you're like, your face is just like fucked. And I thought that was really funny. So I'm like, I really relate to that. It's really me today. No amount of gua sha in the world was going to save me. <laughs> I was just yeah. way too tired. I know. Um, I that. Oh, Jewel Spirit. What a good, the one before was good too, though, with the Who Will Save Your Soul, obviously. That was the break the breakthrough album. Oh, yeah. Because that was, yeah, Spirit was, was 98. Yeah. Pieces of Thank you or you. pieces of me? I Which one was actually. the Ashley Simpson? Ashley Simpson was pieces of me <laughs> and pieces of oh. you was Joel. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I take your word, right? That, you know, the Ashley Simpson song pieces of me. It's one of the best songs of my whole life of my oh, entire. Wow. I'm going to play it for you later. I'll have to listen pieces. to it. Yeah. It, it got unfairly maligned because she had a couple of snafus. If you'll remember, but mm. honestly, she's, she has some bangers. Yeah, she needs, she needs it. a revival as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number six, Chelsea Wolf. Did anyone in your childhood ever tell you you're never going to make it or something like that, like they do in the movies? And if so, who was it? And what did you say back? Was it Mr. or Mrs. Wolf? No. Never letting go, Mr. or Mrs. Wolf. <laughs> I know. No, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Neither of them, both of them are always like really encouraging, thankfully. Um, I think, honestly, it was more me. <laughs> like, I think I was the one who was internally like, you're never going to make it. You're not good enough. Um, so, yeah, fortunately, I had a lot of people on the outside, whether it was like family or friends, who were like, "No, your songs are really good. Like, you should play shows, you should record stuff." Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, they they overcame your shadow side that was like, "No, bitch, mm-hmm. yeah, you're no jewel." 
Yeah, exactly. Your, your inner voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's so nice to have a supportive community telling you mm-hmm. to do art. Amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, number seven, Chelsea Wolf. When was the last time you lied? Oh gosh. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I feel like I do this thing where sometimes in text conversations, it's not like a lie, but I don't like give very much information. Like if someone's like, mm-hmm. how are you? Like sometimes when someone texts me the, the words, how are you? It makes me suicidal. Me personally. I like want to <laughs> throw my phone at the wall. I yeah, don't know why, same. but it's like, it's just so much. Um, so sometimes I'll either just respond like all is well, or I just won't respond to that. And I'll like <laughs> talk about something else. But that kind of feels like maybe in the line of a lie of omission. Yeah. Ben told me about this, like Taoist thing of like, what is it like do by doing less or something or do more by doing less, which kind of reminds me of that where like, sometimes I'm like, I don't think I have the energy to dive into like an hour long text thing. So I'm just going to sort of do less here and just say a little bit, you know? I love that. I love that. Taoism, that shit fucks. I must say I was very addicted to the Tao of Pooh, which is an amazing book that explains Taoism through Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's so cute. It's really good. It's actually like very emotionally moving, but also like really clearly outlines the principles of Taoism. And like it used Um, to really soothe my anxiety. Yeah. I really recommend to anyone out there. Um, Unless you're in my like trusted circle of like three people that sends me the how are you text. And then I'm going to hit you back with a four minute voice memo that we call a little mini personal podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I'm doing the same. I'm good. How are you? Even when I am reader, I was not good. <laughs> I was absolutely, <laughs> my face was falling down. I was in the fetal position. I'd been mm-hmm. looking at TikToks for the last nine hours. I hadn't done my job, but I'm like, yeah, I'm good. How are you, babe? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a real it makes question. Me feel, yeah. It makes me feel better that I'm not alone in that feeling frustrated by that question sometimes. Well, you also like can't, you can't just be like, they're, they don't want to know. <laughs> so it's like, you can't really right. like break it the fuck down. So it's like, mm-hmm. you, you know, this is like a social dance that we're doing. Yeah. Um, okay. Number eight, Chelsea Wolf. What character in a book or film do you relate to the most and why? I'm going to go with Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Have you seen that Ghibli film? I know. I know it's so famous and I've not seen <laughs> yeah. it. So it's so sweet. I feel like she's just this really kind of awkward, goofy person who, I don't know, just like couldn't quite figure out who she was for a long time <laughs> and um, just saw all like the cool people who seemed like they had it figured out. And so I really relate to that. And it kind of just took me a while to just accept my own dorkiness. And you know, I think that's like when I started becoming more successful is when I stopped like, you know, I don't know thinking that I was some loser or something. You yeah. Know what I mean? No, um, totally. Inter- when you integrate the parts of yourself that you don't like and like, just like go full authenticity mode, it always leads mm-hmm. to success. Yeah. And I feel like Kiki did that in that movie. So I relate. All right, Kiki. And I'm going to watch. Is Kiki a goth perchance? <laughs> I mean, she's like a little witch. She wears a little black dress, you know, she's kind of gothy. Oh yeah. Okay, great. So on all levels, she's giving Chelsea <laughs> Wolf. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to watch. And I, I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen it because like I constantly see like the memes and like the pictures of the food that everyone's like, oh, the food looks so good and the food mm-hmm. does look really good, but I just have not watched it. I'll add it, I'll add it to the queue. Yeah. Keep. 24 
This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Number nine, Chelsea Wolf. What was your biggest sliding doors moment? Like you had made another choice and you wouldn't be here right now because of it. I think I've had a few of those. I don't know. I've I've gotten myself into like some situations that were a bit like culty in the past. Oh, and uh, I, know, I know I might not dive too oh. deep into that, but susceptible, uh, susceptible <laughs> to some slightly culty energy. Okay, uh, and like, um, but thankfully, there's like enough of an inner rebel that eventually I knew I had to leave, and so right. I've left a couple, two, three of those situations. Um, oh gosh, now I'm like, do I have to get? Should I get specific? I'm always scared of like offending. It's totally anyone. up to you. I will not push you. But yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I've left a couple (laughs) of uh, cult-like situations and uh, (laughs) grateful for that. It's easy to get into those because I think we have such a human instinct to want to be part of something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and be part of a group and have like a sort of like shared value system and a shared like, we're in this together. Like, you know, it's like, it's truly, I mean, we're tribal beings, humans. And I think like Mm -hmm. systematically that's been taken away piece by piece, you know, in society. So it's like, it makes total sense that people seek that, you know? And then yeah. it also makes total sense that it ends up becoming twisted in the hands of people because the other human instincts are, are not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not. exactly. I think, yeah, also like when you have any sort of like family trauma, like finding a new form of like, oh, this feels like family or it's advertised as a family of sorts you can kind of get caught up in that totally i mean that's that's again part of the reason that i have my theory that religion is making a comeback or church or whatever because i think people are so deeply seeking community 
And it was like one of the original forms of community, one of the biggest ones, one of the most enduring ones. And I, I keep, I still believe it. I think it's going to like, people are slowly going to make their way back to newer forms of church. But then again, that also Mm -hmm. means there's going to be like way more like, (laughs) way more cult-like situations because Mm -hmm. people cannot be trusted. They can keep making these Netflix documentaries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I, it does seem like you just like, the only way for a community to like endure and work is that there's no leader and there's no money. Mm-hmm. Those two are the most corruptive things, right? Power and money. And if you yeah, remove yeah. those from the situation, then it's like, oh, you can just have the benefits of community without the poisons of those things. Yeah, definitely. But me, my cult, I will be the leader. So sorry, guys. <laughs> and there will be a lot of money required. Yep. So tap in if you guys are interested. <laughs> I have a lot of vet bills to pay, so time to start cool. a cult. Okay. Chelsea Wolf, number 10. What characteristic are you most drawn to in other people? I admire when people are very fiercely themselves, speaking of mm. authenticity. Sure. Um, you know, when someone is just very confident and doesn't, you know, worry about what others are saying about them, good or bad. I just, yeah, I aspire to that. I love that. Yeah, same. I I saw an amazing TikTok. My algorithm, absolutely mentally ill girl hours. And it was like this woman, like sort of witchy, <laughs> spiritual, vaguely, who knows, vibes that was like, well, we're like, we're all one thing. So whatever, like you want to, like you have the urge to do, like to put out into the world, it's wanted because mm-hmm. If you have the urge to do it, that means there's a want for it because we're all connected. And I was like, fuck, that's sick. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like you can, yeah, I feel like you can really hear like listening to a podcast or something like that when someone is really expressing their authentic selves and it does like make it more compelling to listen to them because you can sense they're not holding back anymore or something. And I just feel like I'm sensing that more and more in people and it's, it's really positive. Yeah, it's really nice. It is like such a hard thing. Well, I don't know if you relate to this, but I feel like for me, it's such a hard thing to like balance being really authentic and also not maintaining some privacy. Because there's like a difference between being authentic and being like an open book that overshares. But I do have some issues with the latter myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, because I'm like an intensely private person and I don't like to share a lot about like my personal life, yeah. relationships, home life, stuff like that. So finding that balance is um, interesting, challenging yeah. at times, but also good. How to get that middle? We got to merge our sensibilities and get to the normal yeah. person level. Yeah. Um, we're working on it. Yeah. The Dow, I have to put that Dow thing. Sometimes uh, less is more, or whatever. Say less. Yeah. Say less, mm-hmm. fam, is my new motto. Um, Chelsea Wolf, number 11. Who was the last person you met that you were starstruck by? No, I mean, I did um, Jinx Monsoon's podcast, and that was very much like amazing. The whole time I was like, why are we talking about me? Like, we should be talking about you. Are you, you a know? big drag race person? I'm not. I really loved Jinx's seasons. Um, I think I got turned on to her because, you know, she is like a self-identifies as a witch. And sure. that was exciting to me to see like how she brought that to. She's um, also a musician, right? I think so. Yeah. 
think so. Yeah, I feel I feel like she's. I feel like she's made a song with Orville Peck, which is why I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's right. Yes, I've seen her yeah. music videos. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're a, an amazing singer, too. And they're doing, like, Broadway and stuff. So, yes, definitely a musician. <laughs> Just had a little brain freeze there. But, yeah, talking to Jinx again, I was like, just wanted to talk about them and not myself. Right. But, um, yeah. That's very cool. I have actually never gotten into Drag Race. I watched, like, maybe the first two seasons and I did really like them, but everyone says they get way better at like four and I just mm-hmm. never went back. So maybe there's like a universe of TV watching ahead of me. And I just yeah, learned that they have them in every country. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They have like all these foreign drag races. I loved the comfort of knowing that there's like 8,000 episodes of something waiting mm-hmm. for me. That just really feels good to me. Yeah. Like at the right time. Gonna be exactly. Like I'm just yeah. like ready to dive in, uh-huh. dissociate. Um, <laughs> All right, number 12, Chelsea Wolf. When was the last time you slid into someone's DMs? Well, <laughs> pretty recently I reached out to that musician Lorne. Do you know them? No. Electronic musician, um, L-O-R-N, Lorne. And um Yeah, I'm such a fan and they're very mysterious. I don't really know much about him. Right. Um, but yeah, I was trying to get a hold of him through like managers and things like that to see if he wanted to remix one of my new songs. But right. um, so I ended up DMing him and I don't think he's ever opened it, but you know, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe Lauren is not uh, using IG that frequently. Yeah, probably not. He's not very present on the internet. I don't think anything about Lauren. I'm on the Wikipedia page and it says he was born in Normal, Illinois. Oh, wow. Like the town's called Normal? That's right. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because after I DMed him, I had this, this weird dream that I like finally got in touch with him and I... He was like, okay, meet me at this warehouse. And then I went to this warehouse in the middle of nowhere. And there was like all these like hoops I had to jump through to talk to him. And finally, like, yeah, it was really funny. Was, like, answer <laughs> three riddles. Meanwhile, like, <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly. you're actually just going to meet him at like a normal, co- like a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the most normal thing ever. Um, maybe he's a huge fan of my pod. Maybe he's listening right now. Maybe I doubt it. He sounds yeah. very uh, cool and esoteric. So maybe he's not. He probably doesn't even know what podcasts are. He doesn't listen to them at all. <laughs> I doesn't know what they are. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. how I like to think about PJ Harvey, like just not knowing what podcasts are. Like, <laughs> that's like none of her business. She's like, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, that's I funny. walk through the I walk through the forest. Yeah, in silence, composing music in my head, doing well, poetry. You know, the cliffs. Yeah, yeah and the moors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. I listen to a lot of like spiritual ones. My my favorites are Moonbeaming. Um, moon mm-hmm. to moon they like all have the name moon in them apparently <laughs> taking notes moon beaming moon to moon and which wave wow I didn't know there was all these witch podcasts I guess witches witches have access to the internet and, and equipment as well <laughs> <laughs> was it true. called witch wave mm-hmm. <laughs> love that and are they what are they about they're just about like witchcraft yeah, which wave? Um, it's Pam Grossman. She's a an author, and she interviews different, you know, witchy characters in different realms. You know, from like business people to artists. And wow. um, Moon to Moon is by Britton Larue, and hers is kind of like astrology and tarot focused, and she's really wonderful. And then Moonbeaming is by Sarah Faith Godestiner, who's an LA spiritual mystic person. I'm not sure if, if um, she self identifies as a witch, but it's very, you know, 
moon moon focused as well and also interviews really wonderful people and yeah learned a lot from all three of them okay i'm gonna check them out i'm interested i mostly listen to um just like weird biohacking or like Mm. websites about or what not websites podcasts about that kind of stuff yeah i'm not a big podcast person surprisingly even though it is my (laughs) craft probably why (laughs) i talk enough for a living i don't need to listen to other people (laughs) talk um okay here we go number 13 chelsea wolf what is the horniest song ever in your opinion horniest song i always think of like tricky and portis head yeah do you think glory box refers to a vagina I was thinking Ooh, about maybe. that randomly earlier today. <laughs> like, <laughs> Possibly. just popped in my head. I didn't look into it. I didn't do any research. It just had the thought and, I and look then that up let now. it go. Yeah. <laughs> and then let it go. Um, I really love the song Morning Air. By Portishead. I feel like that's yeah. really sexy. So they have a lot of really, really kind of libidinal sexy songs. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the one that, it's, what, it's one of the more famous ones I'm going to, I think it is Glory Box. Um, was in the L word. Do you remember the original L word? Oh, I love the L word. Yeah. Oh, so it was like when Bet was in jail. I like I have that like uh, burned into my brain because it was so sexy. Yeah. Um. Great answer. Number fourteen, Chelsea Wolf. What is the biggest money you've ever turned down? I can't think of any specific money things. I think more about like collaborations that I've been asked to do mm. by like bigger artists who are cool and have really big audiences, but it just like didn't feel. Like either I just really didn't feel like I had anything to contribute or just didn't like feel resonant with what I actually listened to and like. So I passed on some bigger collaborations and um, yeah, it probably would have brought me more like money and exposure, but it just didn't feel right at the time. Was it Kanye West? No. (laughs) (laughs) Never been contacted by Kanye. It just popped into my brain. (laughs) It was Taylor Swift. She was going for her... She was like, I'm making folklore and I need Chelsea Wolf. And you were like, no, oh, bitch, not happening. No, never heard, never heard from her either. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Not yet. Right. <laughs> um, number 15, Chelsea Wolf. What's the best live music show that you've ever been to? Um, I played Hellfest a couple times now. It's a festival in France and I watched Wardruna, which is my favorite band um, from the side stage, which was probably annoying for them, but it was, <laughs> I was just there and it was so good. Um, yeah, that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Musically, they're always incredible. And for that tour, they had just the most amazing stage show with these like, I don't know, like almost like little cauldrons that would like light up with actual fire at certain points in the in the show. And, you know, they use all these like traditional instruments and it was just glorious. Um, and then I saw them in san francisco as well like from the audience like a normal person and <laughs> that was Labor really amazing time. as well <laughs> no i just mean like how you're supposed to watch a show i'm dead i'm dying that this is your favorite band spoiler alert to the i have never heard of this band i d- did a like google um it's given game of thrones mm-hmm. it's absolutely okay here's the a Norwegian music group dedicated to creating musical renditions of Norse cultural and esoteric traditions. Yeah. They're bringing the past <laughs> into the present in the best way. So cool. Chelsea Wolf is like, I'm not like other girls. My favorite Norwegian <laughs> <No>. band <laughs> has cauldrons on stage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure they're amazing. I will, I will look into it, but it just... They're so good. Oh my God. There was there, a meet and greet? They're doing a meet and greet and oh, that, that already happened. Here we go. 
Yes. Athens, <laughs> Greece. Let's get on the oh, plane. Yeah, They're all blonde. <laughs> it's real Nordic. It's really Nordic. Oh, yeah. The children of the corn. Um, okay, cool. I can't wait to listen to this, uh, to be exposed to new music, which I which I love for myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 16. Chelsea Wolf. When in your life were you the most fucked up, wasted, hammered, trashed, lampshade on the head? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, dear. Too, too many times, which is why I'm sober now. Sobs. Um, <laughs> definitely sobs. <laughs> Um, I think about, I think one of the more embarrassing ones is like, I went to see Savages play in Sacramento Mm. and which is my hometown. And, um, the show was really great, but like towards the end of the night, this guy who was proclaiming to be a fan was just kind of like following me around and making me really uncomfortable. And my way of coping was just like drinking more, I guess, instead of just like setting boundaries, like he'll go away. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Hey, stop following me. Instead, I just got really drunk. And, you know, by the end of the night, we had gone to like a bar across the street and um, he was still following me and like standing really close to me. <laughs> I don't know. I was just so drunk that I started crying, which is um, embarrassing because then I was talking to savages and no, but crying that's actually really and I just sweet. <laughs> felt so dumb the next day. You were but, just like um, so frustrated that you were like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. But, uh, again, it would have been solved pretty easily by just saying like, hey, you're making me uncomfortable. But instead, I just didn't say anything. Yeah. It's hard to say that. I get it. Um, also, when you've had multiple drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot about how many shows that like I didn't ex- probably experience because I was so drunk. You know what I mean? When you're like, yeah, man, I've seen so sad. many cool shows. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, did I? How much of it did I like really? Because there's like, I mean, I'm not sober, but I barely can drink anymore because I'm I think I you have a lifetime amount probably that you can body can mm-hmm. handle and mine hit it uh, yeah, some time ago. But um, there there is like a sweet spot of like a level of intoxication that's kind of fun for music, especially like mm-hmm. you know like for me like a little mushroom like it usually like enhances the experience. Yeah. But like it's very easy to miss the mark on the sweet spot, and then you get into this other place where you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks mm-hmm. when you go too far, and then you have like entire experiences that you don't even remember that was always a bummer yeah totally yeah well now raw dogging life babe yeah (laughs) (laughs) actually you're not raw dogging life because you have spirituality and witchcraft and you have things raw dogging life is when you're really just white knuckling babe yeah no that's true 24 This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 24. 24. Okay, number 17 and 18, Chelsea Wolf. are tandem questions. They actually go really nicely with the last answer. What do you love the most about being famous and what do you hate the most about being famous? Yeah. Don't say you're not famous. That's so funny. I was like, first, I don't think of myself as famous. But you're famous enough that someone followed you around an entire show and punished you. And that is all right. that's, that's famous enough for me. <laughs> right. No, that's true. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess just being able to like have a career is a good thing. I don't know yes. if that's okay. fame or just, you know, having like a, a dedicated following who's been with me, which is great. And then just like, I think more so than experiences like that is, um, it seems like every time I release something, there's people that sort of come out of the woodwork who've like either I've met in passing or I've sent like one email exchange with, and they just act like they know you, you know, I don't like when people act like they know me that don't know me. It just really bothers me. Like, just cause they're like, Oh, she's like quote unquote famous now. Like I'm going to tell this one story that I have about, I went to elementary school with her or something. You know, I just, that just bugs me for some reason. I think it's just celebrity culture bugs me it's but so i feel like collectively we're kind of getting over celebrity culture which is kind of cool yeah people are a little bit less apt to pedestalize people which i think is a good thing because totally is you know that's like reflective in astrology oh like because of pluto because of pluto apparently mm-hmm. because pluto's moving into aquarius they said what was it in before capricorn mm-hmm. they said that that sort of like was in line, I might be getting this totally wrong. It might be a totally different planet. <laughs> this astrologer's gonna be like, bitch, what are you talking about? I do not retain remember when I said a good memory, I absolutely was lying. It was lying straight to your face. <laughs> um I don't know if it was Pluto or if it was didn't we have one other big planet shift recently? Probably. But I feel like Pluto's like Anyways, whatever. the big one because it's like the slowest, longest one, right? I think I'm right. Okay. So basically it was Pl- I think whatever Pluto is in force, I think it was Capricorn, coincided with like the real rise of celebrity culture, like the Kardashians airing and rising was all through that. And it's like, cause 'cause it makes sense because Capricorn is very materialistic as a sign. Mm. And it's all about like showing off what you have and sort of like lionizing Mm. people that have resources and stuff. But Aquarius is about like the collective and the individual and like less about, you know, a bunch of people looking up to one person and every more about everyone sort of like being their individual selves. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a going to be a shift. That's great. Damn, I didn't even get famous in time. Sucks. <laughs> you already are famous too. Yeah, I had a I had the mid level podcaster fame, but Stop. now it's now it's over for me. It's now it's the yeah. age of Aquarius. Just kidding. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, number nineteen, Chelsea Wolf. This is the wild card. Do you believe in God? I'm giving you a light one, a softball. <laughs> <laughs> um. I believe in like a spirit energy, a creator energy, but I don't call it God. Like right. I I was Christian when I was younger, but I no longer identify as Christian. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are reclaiming the word God. Yeah, hundred percent in different ways, which is cool. But for me, I don't really resonate with that word currently. Yeah. Yeah. You it makes sense. Like I feel like if you had some associations with it in your upbringing it's hard to like shake those and go back 
or like want yeah. to, you know, I didn't grow mm-hmm. up with any religion. So like, it's very easy for me to use God as shorthand. Cause like, I just, it's just what I think it is, you know, um, right. in my mind or whatever, but I yeah, I, I feel like it's, um, part of my, like overcoming the sort of ingrained language that I had in me from Christianity and like, and also Catholicism and also Mormonism. Um, <laughs> I've had many phases as a young person, but Hell yeah, there you go. Cults. <laughs> there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like shame involved in a lot of that and a lot of like yeah. sort of bow down culture that I'm trying to sure. like uh, unlearn. So that's why I'm currently like not really using the word God for myself, but yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe God needs commercials instead of Jesus. And just, <laughs> to just like the broader people get really uncomfortable when you use the word God. It's funny. I, I notice cause mm-hmm. like, cause I don't have any, care about it because for me it's like again like shorthand for like the universe or whatever like this, right. this like one big <laughs> thing yeah. um but yeah it's it's very different when like you can say the universe and everyone's like yes moon juice um but if you say god they're like oh <laughs> you're like okay well right right it's presumptuous um but okay we're believing we're, we're believers Number 20, Chelsea Wolf, when was the last time you cried? Pisces Moon. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it was on my album release day because that was also like the day that I celebrate my cat's birthday and one of them oh, passed away last year. So I was I'm like sorry. celebrating slash crying. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the sadness of that. But I sure do. But I really also sorry. think it... Oh, no, no, it's okay. I also think it was just kind of like a, an emotional release because there'd been so much build up to this album release. So sure. kind of felt, kind of felt good to cry in a way, like just to let a little bit of that go, that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you had finished this album quite a ways before it came out. So it's like, a, mm-hmm. it was a real long incubation period yeah, definitely. <laughs> before you gave birth into the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's gotta feel that's gotta feel really emotional and like also I'm sure it's emotional just to be like, this was my thing and now you all get to also know about it and hear it and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That felt really good actually. Like okay. I was ready for that. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's yours so now. Yeah. Thank God. Um or thank uh spiritual creator. Number <laughs> twenty one. <laughs> Chelsea Wolf. What is your relationship to the Dave Matthews band? Oh, I really don't know much about them, to be honest. Um, I don't like have a love or dislike for them. I think I'm pretty neutral. Yeah. I might need to listen to your podcast series because that's a good idea. I've heard it's really really good. Yeah. (laughs) Dave Matthews band is a wonderful band. And I'm sure they are. You know? It might not be exactly up your alley if your favorite band is the Norse um, dark folk forest lords, but like <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, you never maybe know. A little. There's know. some songs that I could see Chelsea Wolf liking, so give it a try. They're, I just learned today they are nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's my guys. Oh, wow. So excited. Amazing. My agenda. Yeah, it's working out. Yeah, I feel like if I talk about Dave Matthews on this podcast every episode, he'll come on the show eventually. <gasps> That would be incredible. Or he'll be like, <laughs> this woman is unstable and I don't, I don't, I would like a restraining order against her. No. <laughs> it could go, it could really go either way. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number 22. Chelsea Wolf, what song would you like to hear just before you die? I'm going to go back to Wardrina again. 
and just keep being a fangirl. Um, they have a song called Hellvigan, which is like essentially about being like sung into the afterlife. So oh, it's wow. a really great song for my favorite. So I think uh, that would be the perfect vibe. How do you know what it's about? Do you speak Norwegian? I don't, but they put out a book actually that has all their lyrics um, translated into English. Oh, wow. So, yeah. When you sing along, though, do you sing in you sing along in Norwegian? Are you a sing-alonger? Mm, I mean, the book has the lyrics in Norwegian too. So, like, occasionally I'll look up how to say things properly and try, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> it's more just you're letting it wash over you. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, singing. I don't know if I really sing along. To be honest, that's interesting. Like maybe like humming some of the melodies and stuff like that. But yeah. do you do you sing along to music in general, or is that not your thing? Sometimes I think more like when I'm driving and I'm listening to something. I usually listen to podcasts when I'm driving, but if I if I have music on in the car by myself, then I'll I'll sing along. Feel yeah. belt a little. My hands mm-hmm. are small. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My ears are my own. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty three, Chelsea Wolf. What do you think about me? Oh, I think you're wonderful. I think you're one of those like fiercely authentic people that I admire so much. I feel like you've always been that way and. Yeah, just always been drawn to your energy. I think you're great. Thanks, Chelsea. And I love your outfit of the day selfies. I love that you own your personal style. And I'm also like a big personal style uh, person. I don't know. I I enjoy when... (laughs) Aficionado. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I can't stop saying, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Your listeners are going to be like, shut up. No, they're going to love you. You're so (laughs) So you have such a soothing voice. uh, So do you. yeah enjoy your personal style journeys. Oh, thanks, Chelsea. I mean, there's definitely been times in my life where I did not feel authentically myself, but um, mm. I think it's one of those things where I don't have a choice, you know? Like you're just drawn to it? I just like, can't help it because I don't yeah. know how to, like, I'm not a good enough actress or like faker right. to like be anything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, the jig is up, you know? Like, mm. unfortunately, like this is, it's too strong of a whatever this is that, you know? Yeah. Can't put that. any sheep's clothing on it. I've always mm-hmm. loved your energy too. Again, I find you to be a very soothing person. You're like a human Xanax. Mm-hmm. You are <laughs> one of the most beautiful voices of all time. I love your music and I love Thank how you, you dress. So Thank right you. back at you. <laughs> also, I was very flattered when, um, and I won't name who it was, but let's just say that it was someone on your team <laughs> came up to me at our event and was like, Chelsea? And I was like, oh, no, I wish. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That flatters me too. I'm and I'm okay. obsessed with your hair. It's so beautiful. God, stop. The mutual admiration. <laughs> um, and then last question, Chelsea Wolf, what do you want to plug? I have a lot of tours coming up this year. I think that's probably a good thing to plug. I'm doing yeah. North America in like end of February and all of March with Divide and Dissolve as support. And then I'm going over to Europe um, a couple times in April and also in June. So yeah, ChelseaWolf.com shows for all the tickets com slash shows is that what you just said mm-hmm. yeah get those tickets please give my love to mr and mrs wolf and <laughs> well. thank you so much for coming on the pod chelsea this was so fun yeah thanks for having me it was a lot of fun come back next week for a new episode of 24 question party people Bye. thanks for listening to 24 question party people and thanks to my guest chelsea wolf Chelsea Wolf's new album, She Reaches Out to She Reaches Out to She, is out everywhere now. Go to ChelseaWolf.com for upcoming tour dates. This episode was produced by Jesse Miller Gordon and Chris Sutton with help from Justin Sales. 
Our gorgeous theme song was composed by Heather Fortune. Special thanks to Ellen Gurley, Sean Fennessy, Rob Harvilla, and Stars Hollow Babe. We're back. Cry for help. Gilmore Girls. Come back every Tuesday for a new episode of 24 Question Party People on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 24 Question Party People.